Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And how is that tea over there? I don't know. Slurping the heck out of that. I didn't know we were starting. You gotta give me like a three, two, one. Okay. You want to start over? No, it's fine. We okay. can just keep going. All right. Well, thank you for that permission. Um, hey, we're back. Listen, we're serious about it this time. We're going to be doing nightly podcasts. We will not be doing nightly podcasts. Why not? Because I have a life. I'm just sitting at home every day <laughs> with the girls thinking about nothing. This is called. This sounds very manageable to this me. This is called Ben on Summer Break. So we will not be doing nightly podcasts, but last night we intended to talk about Jimbo, I told you he was going to spill it. I didn't and spill yeah, it. Yeah, I... it's there. Look, it's Where? spilled on the side. Right it there. It didn't hit the table, One though. One bead. It's fine. It's fine. Keep going. Um, Where was I? Oh, last <laughs> night. We were going to talk about the scheduling discussions and Jimbo and Nick Saban, but we, all we talked about was Jimbo and Nick Saban. So we're back tonight, and the issues that surround the future of eight-game schedule, nine-game schedule, what that's going to look like. So, um, I know you have a lot of thoughts on and passion for SEC scheduling, don't you? I just feel like in like our each of our our sectors of why we love football and why we love SEC football, this is not in my um, like circle as the Venn diagram. Is this is a little too in the weeds? So why is this important for us to talk about? But it's very important. I just need, this is one of those things that I'm like, explain it to me like I'm five. But why is it important? Like, why are we even here? Why Why are we taking time to actually talk about the scheduling? Because it it, it definitely impacts, like like we said last night, whenever we, yes, <laughs> like we said last night. night, it definitely impacts, who you play impacts not only your schedule and how good you are, but also rivals um, road games, home games, like all of that um, builds the culture for each school and for the SEC in general. So, like, it's one of those things that's not, I, I personally do not feel is very sexy scheduling. Oh, scheduling is very sexy. <laughs> but, like, you talk about sexy things in the world, scheduling, ooh. But it is stuff. it is important and it is kind of fascinating if you like kind of get down to like, what it's like a big puzzle, right? Right. So it is kind of interesting if you if you really think about it that way. So the way the SEC scheduling works right now is you have twelve games overall, and uh, the SEC games make up eight of those uh, contests. So a and then a team can choose. Okay, here's what we're going to do for our other four games, and about half the conference. Most of the teams in the East have a non-conference team they play every year, which is a either in-state rival or a regional rival, something like that. Uh, as far as uh, where we have come from in, in this model, basically the way that it's set up is that in the SEC you have two divisions, East and West. So you play each of your division opponents every year. Uh, so that's six of the eight games. And then you get one team from the other division that you play every year. So Georgia's is Auburn, Mississippi State's is Kentucky, Missouri's is Arkansas. So, and that happens every year. And then you also get another team from the other division, but those teams rotate every six years. Actually, yeah, every six years as it is. 
to where even still the last time that we had a scheduling change, which is when Missouri and Texas A&M came into the conference, there are still places in the conference that Missouri and Texas A&M have not played at. Right. And likewise, there are teams that have not been to Columbia or teams that have not been to College Station. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it there is kind of a, a dissatisfaction from some teams that and some schools that their schedule doesn't have a lot of variety. You mm-hmm. get the same six of eight every year, the same seven of eight every year, and you only have one newbie. And as far as home schedules go, you only get one new team every two years. Mm-hmm. So it's just not like it. There isn't a lot of variety. And are those people? To your schedule. Are those schools the ones in the West that are kind of complaining about this more because their schedule's really hard? Well, and I, if I were in the West, I'd be furious about it because a, you don't have Vanderbilt, right? right? And then. Over the last five or so years, you know, Missouri, South Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, to an extent, have been lower mm-hmm. uh, than, I mean, you look at the West and, like, who is the natural last place team? It was probably Mississippi State, but it seems like they go to a bowl every year. So right. it, it, the West is ridiculous. And, of course, you have Alabama mm-hmm. in the West every year that you have to deal with. It's just kind of going stale, this model, and there were talks to change the model up. And even before Texas and Oklahoma uh, decided to come into the conference. So there there was some like argument that, well, let's just leave the divisions in place. Uh, the, the divisions in the SEC have been here since 1992. They haven't been around forever, but they were instituted in 92 when Arkansas and South Carolina came into the conference. And it set up the East-West divisional setup with the conference championship game. And course in 2012 missouri slotted into the east which makes no geographic sense none texas a&m comes to the west and then you just basically kept the same schedule model you just lost the way that they changed it is you lost one of those rotating uh other division games Mm -hmm. so instead of giving two new ones each year now you only have one Mm -hmm. so there was some thought of saying okay oklahoma texas they just come in and now you have eight divisions or eight teams per division but the divisions are going away. Right. So um, whenever that was a couple weekends ago when they had the, I don't what they call it, the SEC. They had the spring meetings. The in, spring meetings. In Destin, yes. Um, this was really the only thing that was definitive that came out of those meetings, you know, is that they will there will definitely be no more divisions in football. Right. Now, there's no more, di- there's no divisions in a lot of other college sports. Like, it's not the SEC, like, has divisions in all sports. Really, football is the only sport that I believe still has divisions. Right. So fans of other sports are like, okay, sure, no big deal. Sure, yeah. But us football-centric people, it is a little bit like, wait, what? Yeah, especially our age because we would have been, what, six or seven years old when divisions came in. This is all we know. You know, so it's going to be very weird to, like, look at the SEC standings and see them all lined up. And I remember when basketball switched to this. When Missouri and Texas A&M came in to 2012, that's when basketball switched to divisions or divisionless. And it was weird, particularly at the SEC tournament when the tournament always had this setup where like if you're third in the East, you play here and you play the 16th the West and it all fit perfectly and you know how that messes with my brain. Mm-hmm. Like when you mess with that system. But it it is going to be a very different thing. And there has been some talk that without divisions, there may need be, there may be no need for a conference championship game, as well. That that might be something that gets oh, axed. Okay. 
So what are your thoughts on the SEC? Again, there was no talks on this, but with the SEC championship game going away, how would that make you sad or maybe happy? I don't know. What are your feelings? Um, <laughs> Me I, sad. I know. I don't hate it. I don't have a lot of positive feelings with no, that game. Not really. You know. Right. Even though it's down the road from where we live and um, it's always in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Was it yeah. Birmingham to start? Oh, okay. But they yeah. Moved to Atlanta. Um, I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I would. I would be fine with that. I, w- I would be fine with no chance because it'd be like whoever's just on the t- at the top. Right. Would be. Would would be the top. Champion. What if there was like a, a tie? I don't know. Flip a coin. Well, I don't rock like that. paper scissors. No, no, no. I don't like that. Mario Kart tournament. No. Um. Is there like a, a goal differential <laughs> that we can have? <laughs> Field goal kicking contest. Right. Oh, gosh. That sounds uh, like horrible. I, th- I think that I'm sure the tiebreaker procedure, I mean, that that's where I, I think the conference championship game will stay. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Okay. Uh, but who knows? It depends. That if you expand the playoff, maybe that doesn't happen. I, these, there's so many other factors I think that might impact that. That might be something that comes up down the road. Real quick, four SEC teams that have never been to the conference championship game, the SEC championship game. Uh, Kentucky. Right. Old Miss. Right. Um, Mississippi State. No, they have been. Um, Vanderbilt. Yep. A&M. That's it. Look at that. Look at me. Look at that. Um, it's like I have researched and done a podcast yes. for a year. So we've learned. We have learned. I would never have guessed of those four. I mean, you think A and M, but they haven't. Yeah. And Missouri's been twice. Right. But they're in the East. I right, mean, exactly. You know, so yeah, it's weird times. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and move into at the spring what do they call it? The spring ball? Spring meeting? The spring ball. <laughs> the spring spring meetings. Is that what they call it? Sure. Okay. Um, I, like I said, the really only definitive thing that came out of it was that they're eliminating the divisions. Right. Everything else, all of these models we're going to talk about, they were just like, maybe, we'll see. Well, they said they looked at like 30 possible models. Right. And I would love to see all of them. I'm I like, would not. Yeah, you would not. But I would love to see all 30. I don't even know how you come up with that much, but I'm fascinated. But they've cut it to two. Right. Um, so, and, but they didn't make any definitive choice with these no, two, they, but they did release these two, right? which I find fascinating right. why they wouldn't just be like, this is what we're going with. But they're like, we're between Here's the these two. two. Here's the two. Right. So really the core difference is there's either going to be eight conference games or there's going to be nine conference games. And right now there's eight. Right. So it, we might have an extra conference game. Right. Okay. So which one do you want to talk about first? Eight or nine? Uh, let's do eight. Eight. All right. So the eight conference game model, this is the model that at the moment is favored by some of the smaller schools. And by smaller, I mean the teams that are not as historically successful. Uh, You would think that if you add another SEC game that these teams would probably see the, like another loss more Mm -hmm. times than not. Uh, So in any case, uh, the model itself, uh, eight games, uh, you would have one common opponent every year. So currently you have six common opponents. It would change to one. That is a radical change. Okay. And by that one, you're now looking at each team kind of saying, and the decision makers thinking, okay, 
what games do we need to preserve every year? Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure that this team is playing this team every year because if we didn't have that, like the world would fall off its axis. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the Iron Bowl, that has to stay every year. So by extension, Alabama and Auburn being the common opponent, that means Alabama doesn't play Tennessee every year which honestly they haven't really played since mid 2000s I feel like because Yeah, but there's <laughs> no, but there's some there's like there's a lot of Alabama people that would say Tennessee is just as big of a rival as Auburn. It's crazy. It is. Crazy and I think, think Tennessee about. feels the same way. Right, right. You know, like there's some some deep blood. But then on the same token, if we, if that model is is the one we go with, Auburn and Georgia would not happen every year. Correct. So I know that would be sad for you because eh. you love playing Auburn. Yeah. I mean, we'd play them every two years in this model, right? Exactly. So, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Okay. Well, I think a lot of Georgia fans would disagree. I probably, but I would rather play Florida every year. And that's what they would do. Is I they would, would be keep... more upset if we had to play Florida every other year. Yeah. Okay. So, in any case, you're having to pick one. And then you would have a set of seven other teams that you would play in year A, let's say, and then the next year you flip the home and home with mm-hmm. your permanent opponent. Georgia, Florida, obviously, is still in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And then you have the second set of seven come in. Right. So whoever is in that set of seven, that's for the schedule makers so to So really decide. every four years you're going to be playing at a school. And that will be common. Of- and that will be true of both models is that you are playing at every – school every place except Gainesville because for some reason Florida and Georgia don't play on campus sides they have to play in Jacksonville which I do not understand it's fine um but you don't have to understand okay and I won't but that means yes that you will be able to play at every SEC school every four years which in recruiting is a pretty cool thing you can pitch you can say hey I'm gonna get to play at 14 of the other greatest campuses uh, and football sites, football meccas in the country, you also get a trip to play Vanderbilt. Right, right. right. I think so. that, you know, I, I really feel like when Georgia went to play uh, at Notre Dame a couple years ago um, and how big that game was, right, you right. know, and how much money that game probably brought in, yeah. you know, because the Georgia fans traveled. I think this was 2017. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I, I wonder if that, like, seeing the success in, like, those two big programs playing each other, um, financial success and, like, hype yeah. success for both programs because it was a really good game. Right. You know, like, I wonder if they're wanting to foster that more around the entire uh, conference, well, you know, love, like because like Georgia and A and M, that would be a really cool. Like, I would love to go to college. College Georgia Station. has not played at College Station. Correct, yet. correct. Yeah. So, like, I would love to. Every four years, I would get the chance to go to College Station. Is that okay with you? I'm sure. Just, I'm making a trip. Yeah. You know, or like Missouri or um, LSU. Yeah. I don't want to go to these places. I'm saying it, but I don't. <laughs> Texas. You right, know, exactly. Oklahoma. Yeah. Like yeah. build and that would build that uh like those games and those games would be huge. They Texas would. and Georgia is already a huge game. Right. Right? And it's not just Florida, which is a, a good game, a great game every year, or just Auburn and Georgia. I'm yeah. sorry, this is very Georgia centric in my head, but y'all are used to this. Um 
So it makes sense. I wonder if like financially they want to like, you know, foster the big programs that we have that are not even like really up against each other. Yeah. And it's that's, you know, you look at the schedule every year and you're like, wow, that's a matchup that never happens. And that's kind of cool. Like I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, Texas A&M played Florida. I was like, well, that's neat because mm-hmm. that never happens, right? And then you get like LSU, Tennessee. I'm like, well, that's fun, right? Mm-hmm. Orange and yellow, too much for me, but it's fun to watch. You feel play that football. way every time Kentucky and Alabama play too. You're like, this is fun. I, this is fun. And next year, Alabama comes to Kroger Field. There you go. So everyone's excited about that. So that's like, and by next year, I mean 2023. Uh, but okay. it's it's like that's a. That's a really neat thing, and you're going to get that in each of these schedules, right? I mean, you're going to get, like, this is the future of the SEC, is that you're going to get these matchups, which felt like were were not common. Auburn, Georgia, like, that happens every year, right? But you get these, like, inner, what was once divisional matchups that are now happening every other year, which is very cool to see. Plus, you bring in Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, like, as a Kentucky fan, like, Kentucky at Oklahoma, like, how weird does that feel? Right. right? It's the Stoops Bowl, right? I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that that is that is broader than both of these choices. When it comes down to the choices now with the with the eight-game model, you're saying you got the one common opponent, and then you've got the seven, the set of seven. Now, the reason why so many of these teams want to preserve the eight-game model is that it allows for your four non-conference games. And like we said earlier, if you are a uh, SEC East team, well, I think of the four SEC East teams that has the ACC common opponent, you're allowed to keep that. And then you can do what you want with the three other games. Now, what we're going to probably see, hopefully, is the, the playoff expand. You get more at-large teams in. And now, just like the NCAA tournament, a team is going to have to reflect on their out-of-conference schedule to be able to make an argument for getting in at large. Because let's say I am Florida, and I play Florida Atlantic, Florida International, and Georgia Southern. I mean, how is my resume going to compare with another team who goes 10-2, and two, who may have a win over a Michigan or a, you know UCLA? So it's going to, like that four-game set allows teams to be very strategic with their scheduling, particularly if they already have one uh, traditional rival they have to play already. So you're saying that it would allow them to build their resume more by playing a, like, non-wimpy team. Well, I mean, if they want to do that, I mean, it's up to the school what their scheduling strategy is. Or do they want to build their wins and play wimpy teams? Well, that's just depending on what you want to do. So if you're, as a program... If your intent is to try to be bowl eligible every year, you know that you're going to go two and six in the SEC. Well, I got to find four wins out there to get to six and six. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's it it allows, and they can still do that on the nine game schedule. It's just you get one less game to be able to maneuver that. Mm-hmm. So that's really one of the one of the roots. So of, it sounds like sorry to interrupt. Uh, that like the the main con for that is more about postseason of the eight game model yes well you can argue it that way the main con is that you're losing some of those traditional rivalries every year right that one which i get i get but also like this could in the 
I don't have as much control of my schedule, which could impact my postseason. Right. Okay. Right. So as far as what has been suggested as the traditional rivalries uh, that would be in place, most people agree that I've read it's it's very like you start to take one or two off the board, and it's like it kind of makes itself very clear very quickly. Are you going to quiz me? W- well, let's do it. Okay. I mean, who would you – like where would you go with these? So tell me a team. I'll tell you their rival. Alabama. Auburn. Okay, so like everybody agrees with that. Ole Miss. Mississippi State. Once again, everybody's – we don't have the Egg Bowl, like shut down college football, right? Right. Florida. Georgia. Okay, so everyone agrees with that. Texas. Do you stick them with Oklahoma? See, I don't know enough about those rivalries, you know, like that whole like Arkansas, Texas A&M. Right. Rattlesnake showdown or whatever we called it. The Rattlesnake Classic. That's right. (laughs) You know, like I had to learn about that. Right. Um, So I don't know. Well, generally speaking, not generally speaking, I don't know why I use that phrase. Texas and Oklahoma – they, it's called the Red River Shootout, a rivalry, one of the two. And awesome. they play it every year at Dallas at the Texas State Fair. Okay. And that would have to be That would the, have to the be. Predominant, that can't change. Yeah. But the thing is, is couldn't, could you take one of your, like, non-conference games? That is, I think, the silver bullet. And that's where when we get to the nine-game schedule, like, if you stick it at eight, you're like, well, you're telling me Texas and Texas A&M can't play every year. Mm-hmm. Well, what you could do is take one of your non-conference games, and every the, every other year you don't play each other, you have it as a non-conference game. It does not affect the conference schedule or standings. Oh, but that gets confusing. It does get confusing. That's too confusing. Couple, I think it was this year, North Carolina and Wake Forest actually did that, that they had not played for several years in their ACC schedule, and they scheduled a non-conference game between each other mm-hmm. um, so that they could have that experience. It was very confusing because Wake Forest was really good, and they were like on pace to get to the ACC championship game, and I think this may be totally wrong, but I think they lost to Carolina, and it was like, well, that's going to affect the ACC standings, but it didn't because it was a non-conference game. So that would be very that's confusing. That's way too confusing. It would be confusing, but it, it is a way to kind of maybe have a compromise. But anyway, you would say Texas and Oklahoma. Okay, Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, Texas A&M then. Who, who would Arkansas. You, you put them with Arkansas. Yeah, the Royal State Classic. Okay, so then who does LSU get? Um, I guess, I don't know. Who else is out there so, besides Missouri? So most people are putting Arkansas with Missouri. Yeah. And then Texas A&M they would put with LSU. Oh, but see, do you want you don't want to put LSU with Missouri? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And the only thing that some people are saying put LSU with Arkansas, which is played every year on Thanksgiving weekend. Like that's a a, a good rivalry. Yeah. Um, but then you got Missouri. With Texas A and M. Missouri I mean, is a problem. Let's Missouri. be okay. We're all friends here, right? Missouri's a problem. I mean, it's really always is. been a problem. They need to go to the Midwest Twelve or whatever. It's the called. Midwest Twelve. I love that conference. I'd send them off to the Big Ten. And just call it a day. Yeah, that's what I meant. But um, no, they they you put Texas A&M with Missouri, and I mean that could they came in at the same time, but still, it's not really a natural rivalry. So most people are putting A&M with LSU, and then they put Missouri with Arkansas, and that leaves us four teams left: mm-hmm. Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vandy. 
What do you do with them? That's tough. Are any of them South Carolina like matchups? I guess Kentucky kind of is. So what do you? I mean, I think you you'd have to do in state. So Tennessee, Vandy, Kentucky, South Carolina. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have done. And as a Kentucky fan, the South Carolina game is always an important game, but it's not a team that you consider like you know one of our top three rivalries. But it's very much in this model. Kentucky and South Carolina are kind of left over. And they're right. not really, I, you could, I mean, Kentucky, Missouri, like has kind of heated up a little bit and I could see that, but again, you still Missouri and then that leaves South Carolina alone, basically. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee and Vandy, I feel like, like you could do Tennessee and Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. as a Kentucky fan, that's a lot more appealing than for a Tennessee fan. But I mean, Vandy, Tennessee, they're or in Kentucky state. and Vandy. I feel like Va- Kentucky is not the outlier here. I think, <coughs> I think South Carolina is like Missouri. So what I'm hearing is that we need to get rid of South Carolina. No, Missouri. I like South Carolina. I like Shane Beamer. Did you watch that? Yeah, I did. It was What'd fun. You... And I put it in the show notes. I saw that. Uh-huh. Thank you. Intern. Um I but like I I'd like I mean I like South Carolina. I think South Carolina belongs maybe more than Missouri. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying they don't belong in the SEC. It's just they don't have like these I don't know. They haven't like pissed anybody off enough. I feel like you know to have a rival. As a Georgia fan, you hate playing South Carolina every year. I do because it's like nothing good can come from it. But I don't like want to hate them. It's like they're I'm like swatting them. I feel yes. like, and I'm like, but I'm looking at Florida and I'm looking at Auburn and I'm looking at Alabama. But South Carolina's behind you. And I'm you, looking at Tennessee, sneaking even. up on you like yeah, a big chicken. Yeah, and I'm like, go away, go away, stop. <laughs> That was a cat noise. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a cat noise. Yeah. Okay. So that's the seven, the eight game model. That's the eight game model. So then what most people are behind is uh, the nine game model. Okay. Tell me about it. So the difference here is you have one less non conference game, first of all. Uh, but the big difference is now you have three common opponents that you have every year. And then you would have a set of six that rotate. So you'd play your three, and then the other six come in two sets. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the same metrics. It it works the same way. Every four years, you go to every site. Um, everything else is basically the same. It's just that you get three teams you play every year. So, for example, for Georgia, I think it's pretty easy, right? At least the first two, mm-hmm. Auburn and Florida. So the question is, who's the third team? That you would pick. I think it would be South Carolina I because so. I I would I would want it to be Tennessee, but I think Tennessee has too many other people they're looking at. And the other thing you have to consider here is if you do this three game, three six or this nine game model, is you want to make sure that the three you get are somewhat somewhat balanced. You don't want to, and I know like programs go up and down, and that's where like this setup can be changed. It doesn't have to be this way forever of who your three opponents are. This is kind of something similar to what basketball has done the last several years in which the way they've done it is like you get five teams you play twice a year, twice that year and everybody else you play once. And that changes year to year. But I think for football they'd want to like keep it more consistent. Um, but in any case, like you want to keep it somewhat balanced. So like some people for like for Auburn, like Auburn really can be the team that could get screwed really hard by this because you could say, all right, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Have fun. Right. Right. Give but, them one of the Mississippi. Well, that's the thing is that now you say, okay, Alabama, 
um, Georgia, which mm-hmm. for Auburn is that's what's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you say, okay, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. right? So that that's where like, and that's the thing is that my like if for my team, my three are not going to be the exact same. So this there was some talk about having these pods of like everybody was in like a mini division, and that everybody's like three, you would play those three, right? But uh, of the other four of the other three teams in your division, but that's not going to be the way it is. Isn't that so, how the NFL works? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of divisions yeah. exactly. So it's not uh, it's not going to be that. So it's going to be like I'm playing you, but my other two aren't the same as your other two, mm-hmm. which I think is the way to do it mm-hmm. instead of like, trying to like shoehorn everybody into some divisions. Right. So who would Alabama's be? So Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn. Auburn. And then I would go with Mississippi State. Okay. Because as we know, spoiler alert for later, it's not that far from Tuscaloosa to Starkville. Mm-hmm. I think I heard that they're like the two closest campuses. Really? In the in the SEC. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So I don't know Austin to College Station how close that is. But um, it everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So I guess it's well, not. Let's assume it's but far. uh but yeah that's that's basically what it is and you could like do a whole and there have been all sorts of uh, brainstorms about like what the setup would be for each team and and a lot of people have basically the same ideas I mean some of these like for Texas A and M you know Texas and Oklahoma are going to be two and Arkansas. then and then maybe Arkansas if the the rattlesnakes have to be appeased yeah. So, and then if you're Arkansas, like, you're going to have Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have the LSU. And then do you have a and I mean, like, do you well, have we Missouri? Just said we, had, we just said a We did. But that's a, I don't know if that's going to be one that happens. Wait, why did Texas have to have Arkansas? That is a old school Southwest Conference See, rivalry. These are the things I don't know. Yeah. We're and have and to Texas, it's kind of the Georgia-South Carolina dynamic mm-hmm. where, like. But somebody's got to have Missouri. Well, do they? Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. No, I think like, like Sorry, I kind of sketched this we... out. I think uh, for Missouri, I had Oklahoma because they used to be in the Big Eight. Sure. What do you mean, sure? I mean, let's just like say big and then a number. Well, they, you had the Big Eight for a long time. That became the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to and say then the with Big that. Big Ten. No, that's that's totally different. <laughs> okay. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, okay. Whatever. Go Come ahead. on. Obviously. Um, no, Missouri would have Oklahoma, uh, Arkansas, and South Carolina. I don't. It, it gets to the point where you you do have to create like, like I saw one the Oklahoma one of their teams was Florida, like oh. it's not always geography, right? So there there is going to be a well, one or two that you're like what, but you know that becomes over time that becomes a bigger rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So. What about Kentucky, Missouri? Why don't we build that rivalry? Hey, you know, I'm for it. You know, if you told me that Missouri would be one of our three, I'd be fine with that. I, I, the most I've seen for Kentucky is Florida, Tennessee, and Vandy. Really, as a Kentucky fan, if you give me Vandy, like I'll be happy. Like Which I, I can play everybody you'll else, get but, Vandy. Yeah. but but just give us Vandy and ours, and we're talking because yeah. that would be uh, that would be nice to have the Commodores every year. And then if you gave us like I've seen some that are like Vandy, Missouri, South Carolina. Like, sign me up, right, to play those three every year. It's going to be fantastic. Those will be fun games to watch. How dare you (laughs) wake up and watch some sexy Kentucky, South Carolina cats and cocks. At noon in September. 
Okay. What's wrong with noon? Kentucky doesn't play much uh, many noon games. We were born for the SEC Network at 730. seven thirty. Yeah, right in the middle of bedtime. <laughs> That's right, every year. Um, so anyway, that those are the two models, and uh, there was no vote, like you said, at the spring meetings. Uh, it's it's there's no real like urgency to vote on this anytime soon because it's still unknown whether or not Texas and Oklahoma are coming next year. They're not coming next year. 2024, 2025. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think most people think that the 3-6 or the 9-game model will win out, and maybe for the 8-game schedule, teams are just maybe arguing to gain some leverage or gain some returns. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's right. It is kind of exciting, though, if you really kind of get deep down into it. I mean, I'm not going to, like, make an Excel spreadsheet and, like, try to figure this out. But How it is did you know that I've done that already? <laughs> It is interesting to talk about, it is. especially with people who do make those spreadsheets. So Right. So uh, if we have updates with that, we'll talk about it. Uh, but we could, I don't know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens uh, when we get closer to it. All right. So that's about it for this episode. Again, we're just kind of like info dumping here these first two nights about things that have happened so that if you just love the sound of our voices and don't follow any SEC football, now you have a kind of an idea what's going on. But the next couple of things that we're going to get into, let's just give a, a quick picture about what we're we're doing, what we're headed next. Wait, wait, wait. Are we sure we want to do this? Do we want to make promises? Oh, you're right. Okay, we're not going to make any promises. Okay. okay, you just have to show up and be and be surprised at what we do. I don't know. Do you do have a lot of momentum right now. Summer Ben. Two nights in a row. Look out. Don't stop me now. <laughs> we're out of control. Heading down the hill. Uh, but no, we'll, uh, we've got some exciting things that we're going to be doing, uh, that we think, I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll do them. I, um, tell you what we're not going to do. What's and that? that is we're not going to do a deep dive on every single freaking team like we did last summer. No, the SEC primers, you can, you can go back and listen to those and guess what? All the information is the exact same. It just does not include last year. Right. Yeah, you can go and listen to those. You don't want to, like, repeat that and do that again? No. That was so tiring. I can't remember, like, what number we got to. It was, like, eight, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. I'm in Yo, the weeds I, of Arkansas I football. Feel like, I feel like we had a stretch of, like, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, and I could just see, the, like, the color leave your face, like, yeah. every time. So, uh, but, no, you can go listen to those. Okay, I think that's it, right? Yep, that's it. So, we'll be back at some point. Well, I mean, let's tell them what we're going to do next time. You said not to make well, any promises. Well, just the next one. All right, so we we went on a road trip. We're going to talk about that. That's right. All right, we'll talk about it then. Okay. Wow. I don't want to give them too much. Okay, okay, okay. So next it's time we're curse. just we're just going to talk about our road trip <laughs> and uh, share about that. It has to do with football. Chicken on we a stick. didn't go. That's all I'm saying. We didn't like take a road trip to the beach or anything. No, who does that? Who does that? I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.